When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is I, the prince of the lunatic village. Here from yet another long, unforeseen hiatus. Who can say when the next will come? Who can say why it even happened in the first place? All I know is the ride continues and you're here with me. Frankly, most people who listen to the pod have told me that they just like my incoherent ramblings before I even get to like the deep astrology. So if you're one of those, my friend, today you are in luck. Hello from the Middle East, where I am stationed for the summer. If you hear a lot of birdie birds, uh, Jake Cornell says that the apartment I'm staying here is the Rainforest Cafe. There are literal beast crows. I saw a crow pick up a cup of ice cream and fly away with it two days ago. Sick. Um, yeah, so I'm in... Whatever. I'm in Tel Aviv. Just... I'll go back. We don't know. Just be on the Odyssey, okay? Um, why did I decide what you know manishtana why as we ask on passover why this night uh above any other night to record a podcast well my friends i was just watching matilda weeping 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 and i just thought you know i have so much to say and i know the people who would get it so with that let's just let's just get to business first of all Matilda is unreal, okay? You know, the issue we have with a lot of these Disney Pixar movies is that there's no conflict and there's no villains. It's always like a really loving family that just kind of hugs and then the movie's over after 70 minutes. Roald Dahl really understood that childhood is... um, What does Shulamit Firestone say? Childhood is prison. And also that you need a villain. You need... Not even that you need conflict. You need a demon. You need um, some sort of avatar of abjection to, you know, represent all that is horrible about life. Otherwise, what's the triumph? And Matilda is incredible because you have Agatha Trunchbull, MVP, um... God, and there's so many... And, of course, you have Matilda's parents, played by director Danny DeVito and his then-wife, Rhea Perlman. Why they separated in real life, we'll never know. I don't know that there's a better couple than those two. Um, Rhea Perlman's costume budget in Matilda, you know, they gave an Oscar to the Cruella woman. Where's the Matilda costume Oscar? When she... (laughs) She has curly hair but straight extensions. And in the scene when she says to Miss Honey, you chose books, 
I chose looks. I mean, it's 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 masterful. Agatha Trunchbull, we of course know the the actress from Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, you know, Aunt Marge. If there's something wrong with the bitch, there's something wrong with the pup. By the way, sorry if the if this doesn't sound great. I left my microphone in the States and we're going to resolve that. <laughs> or not. Um, she's also, of course, in Call the Midwife. I only watched the first, you know, 40 seasons of Call the Midwife. They're on season 600 now. At some point, it's like, okay, we get it. Also, when they did, like, the alcoholism plot line, I was like, you know, you don't need to, you don't need, let's not overcomplicate, okay? You 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 figured out what works. It's good. Um, one time I met Samantha B backstage, and we agreed that we liked Call the Midwife. That was during my time when I was anti-fleabag. That's over now. Don't worry. Um, the Trunchbull, as you know, the adult who hates childhood is so profound. And, you know, my middle brother, by the way, used to always, you know, what he found good about Matilda was the line they say to her, which is, I'm big, you're small, I'm smart, you're dumb, and there's nothing you can do about it. He used to say that to me all the time. But um, the Trunchbull has so many great lines. You know, of course, uh, she poured her sweat and blood into that cake and you will eat the entire confection. Um, use the rod, beat the child. That's my motto. Um, uh, sit down, you squirming worm of vomit. And then, of course, anytime Miss Honey is on the scene, I completely lose my goddamn mind. God, I just, I, I had to pause midway because it's just like, how much can you cry in one afternoon? Um, Children, oh, now you're going to hear the construction going on. You're really getting everything. You're getting the birdie birds. You're also getting the building construction. It's as if I didn't leave New York. Okay. Children are aware of the horror of life. You don't need to pamper them. Um, expose them to the cruelty and then show them triumph. By the way, all you know, Jill Laporte did a really interesting article in The New Yorker about... Um, all of the arguments over like what children should be allowed to read and all the um, culture war stuff. And, you know, she was talking about like schools weren't a thing like 130 years ago. They, they used to work children until we had to make laws to say, Hey, don't put your child in the workhouse, send them to get an education, which people were not happy with, by the way. I don't know. And, you know, schools are basically, uh, as as she says in Notes on a Scandal, cattle prod and prey. You know, it's it's a fucked up institution generally. Wow, we haven't been together in so long. There's so much I could say about the culture wars, but I'm exhausted. I don't know really what, what, what is there to say. I mean, Saturn is in Aquarius until next March. And then the culture wars, I don't want to say will be over, but they'll they'll shift into soon some new commercial entity. You know, I have to tell you, this is just my astrological forecast, but I think war is on the horizon for the United States. I think, you know, being in Israel, which is one of the most psychotic places on earth, I'm really understanding that I'm not saying this is good, but I think if you are running a nationalist project, war is good because 
it gets everyone to agree on a common goal and go on the offensive or the defensive. And I just get a feeling that the way that we're going to deal with all of these like gun owners and alt-right people, etc., is like having them proudly go off to fight someone and be proud of America or whatever. I'm not saying it's good. I just think it's... We're having Saturn moving into Aries by mid-decade. Neptune's going to move into Aries by mid-decade. You know. Um, Jupiter's already in Aries, which I think is very exciting. You can read my nylon piece, but I my, my, my thesis is that, um, you know, New York and the culture at large is in a transition right now. And the last time Jupiter was in Aries, we're looking at that 2010, 2011, post-Occupy Wall Street, pre-Girls, pre-Avengers moment, when artists like Charlie XCX and Grimes and Azalea were all cooking their first albums, Lena Dunham's filming Girls. You know, we're seeing a lot of these, like, the new heroes, but they haven't risen yet. So, you know, my theory is that this year is when the new heroes are kind of, like, getting their shit ready, and then next year we get to have the debut I hope that's true. Um, going through Arena Sawayama Rediscovery. She's a Leo. You know, interesting, Charlie XCX is also a Leo. Charlie XCX, whom I love and who I saw in concert in 2013 when she opened for Marina and the Diamonds and whose physical CD of True Romance I used to drive around with. I don't think Charlie... Charlie is one of those Leos who, like Madonna... Madonna, who Madonna's a great music video actress, but Madonna won the Razzie. I think we all know this. Madonna won the Razzie for worst actress of the century in 2000. Okay, let's take that in. I don't think Charlie's music video oeuvre is, is, it, it, I don't think it's her forte. I think she's a truly brilliant producer and visionary. Rena, clearly, she's got it. I would love Rena to play. Psylocke in an X-Men movie, get that girl a pink sword, okay? Give her a sash. She'll tear it. She's hungry, you know? Um, oh, God, there's, there's always construction here. Why did I leave New York? Oh, yeah, to be in paradise. Okay. Why, oh, why don't I have abs? Chapter 6029. Everyone here is hot. You know, I had so much trauma from losing my virginity to an Israeli that I kind of like forgot that they're extremely hot. Like I kind of was blind to it. Actually, the rumors are true. They're gorgeous. By the way, and this is the sickest shit, they don't get dad bods here. You will see men with babies on a stroller with like succulent bodies. You'll see men with like uh, you know, uh, a cavernous abdomen and, you know, a heaving barrel chest walking around their baby in a stroller. It's sick. I have been working out every day on the beach and then swimming in the ocean. I don't know if this is... When, when will the nightmare end for me? You know, when will I stop um, comparing myself to the bodies of, quote, real men? And by the way, you know, I'm in 12-step recovery. I'm dealing with the childhood roots and the abuse at, this, at the core of my body image dysmorphia. And yet, why can't I have it? Why can't I have uh, 
this. Whatever, I persist and uh, I'm working out constantly here and it is beautiful and you know the ocean has really helped me so who knew that not living in a railroad apartment um in the dead of winter could improve one's moods that said i was in a total terror today which peaked with me watching matilda and sobbing within the first eight minutes of the film um Okay, The Northman. The the Alexander Skarsgård interview with Terry Gross was enjoyable, though not as enjoyable as the Rosie Perez. I think we can all agree that the Rosie Perez NPR Terry Gross Fresh Air interview is a Hall of Famer, okay? That interview is a tour de force. Terry is serving. Do you hear this construction? Terry is absolutely giving. I think we can all agree, one. And two, who knew Rosie Perez's life story? Talk about Matilda. Talk about Roald Dahl, okay? Um, oh, God, don't you just love the sound of, of screeching construction? Okay, I'm going into a windowless hovel. Maybe this will help. Um, anyways, the Northman, listen, I loved, okay? Um, you know, not the most cerebral, but mythic. And I, I, you know, we want to talk about Nicole Kidman as a cancer, ultimately playing the smothering um, serpent mother who wants to consume her son. You know, Nicole Kidman doing um, Oedipus and Jocasta, you know, that's already worth ticket price. Alexander Skarsgård, listen, master race, he looks great. And of course, you know, you know that I, I'm an anti, this podcast is very anti-ingenue, right? And yet, you got to give it up to Anya. Anya Taylor-Joy playing a sorceress named Olga doing menstrual ritual. I'm on board. Um, now let's move on to Doctor Strange and the hell world of stupidity. Thank God I didn't see that on my birthday. I went the day after. Um, I think it was humiliating for everyone involved. Um, I think it's getting harder and harder to watch these pieces of shit because I just want to jump in and rewrite them. And I know that it's my destiny to do that one day, but I have to just be like, okay with it not happening yet. But punishment. Punishment. And the actress playing, by the way, in the comic books, I hate that sentence, I hate that that line, but, you know, America Chavez in the comics is like a mean lesbian. And instead, she was like a Nickelodeon character in this movie. Um, you know, I, the X-Men jerking off stuff is bullshit. I'll kill myself. I'm so sick of it. It's so manipulative. And... I will say John Krasinski looked great as Mr. Fantastic. And, you know, I hope they follow through with that. Um, I watched the Godfather movies for the first time. Can I just say something? I can follow a stupid Marvel... Any comic book movie I can follow with razor precision. You know, pen at the ready. Any mob movie... And I felt this way with The Sopranos... 
It's not even a quality thing. I truly have no idea what anyone is talking about most of the time. Like, I could not, I really can, I just can't follow the plot. I have no idea what they're talking about. That said, the hero's journey of Al Pacino, right? So Al Pacino, we also see a Taurus. Um, You know my theory. Scorpio is the sign of the makeover montage. Taurus is the sign of the natural embodiment. So Scorpio, we're talking Anne Hathaway. I have stuff to say about her in a minute. Julia Roberts, we're talking Brittany Murphy. You know, Tony Collette. We see these movies about the makeover that's inauthentic or false. You know, it's it's about the the challenge of, of metamorphosis. Taurus is different. Again, you can read my nylon piece for this, but Taurus is a little different. Taurus, we have Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman, Sharon Moonstruck, and Al Pacino in The Godfather. And it's not really a makeover. You know, there's no real, like, have I changed too much? Should I go back? It's really just, like, the natural progression. You know, there's no scene in Moonstruck where they say, like, Cher, since you got glamorous, you changed. It's kind of like, no, this is who Loretta is now, you know? So... In the case with Al Pacino, it's it's a similarly, I mean, I thought it was a beautiful, dark, devastating crash, um, you know, into his true destiny. Um, and, and the ending, I didn't watch Godfather 3. Do I have to? Can you leave me alone? Godfather 2 ends, this is a straight podcast now. Godfather 2 ends with a chance at redemption. And, you know, in, in Hebrew, the word for redemption is tshuva, and it's the same word for return. Famously, when I was in seventh grade, Rabbi Morgan did a sermon about how the Israeli title of Return of the Jedi is tshuva of the Jedi, which means it's not just Luke's return, but it is the redemption of Darth Vader. I have chills. And, you know... Buffy is very much about redemption. Angel is, I mean, that show is all about redemption, right? And you get, you know, Godfather 2, there's a moment where you think Michael Corleone is going to change. Forgiveness is possible. He's going to get the family back together, you know, and salvage what's left. And he blows it. You know, he he chooses isolation and cruelty and and... And revenge. And it's so tragic. So clearly it had an effect on me. All right. Anne Hathaway. Again, you can come for a Scorpio, but then you kind of always have to look back. at. Oh, by the way, um, after doing LSD and Santorini, I'm like back on board with, with RuPaul and with Hillary Clinton. I think they're great. I don't care. You know what? They did what they did to take a stand and they had a positive in- impact on on the culture and here we are. So that's that. But Anne Hathaway, I watched Interstellar. She gives a great performance and you cannot come for her. So keep fucking trying. And she looked great with that haircut, by the way. I thought that haircut... Because of her freakish, freakishly large eyes, that haircut was so beautiful on her. So, listen, she'll be back, okay? They always come back. You cannot keep a Scorpio down. Scorpio Eclipse is Monday. Do with that what you will. 
you know, the Scorpio eclipse to me, you know, what was interesting, and again, you can read the nylon piece, but it was interesting to discover the last time we had a total full moon Scorpio eclipse was May 18th, 2003, which was days before the Buffy finale. So there is this feeling of war and, oh God, more fucking construction of war, violence, devastation, and also the, you know, the arming of the new women super soldiers. But, you know, it is definitely final girl season. I will say that. Um, What's, what's, what's going on with this Johnny Depp trial? Because something changed and suddenly, like, I'm not even allowed to say that he's bad because we've now gone back to this weird, like, well, maybe she's crazy. Have you thought of that? And it's like, first of all, love the girl. Um, if you're, if you'd like a treat, Google or YouTube Amber Heard's Espanol interviews where she's doing publicity in Mexico for Aquaman and she speaks in perfect Spanish. It's great. Regardless, I understand it takes two to tango. And I know we're kind of post the believe all women thing, but you know, Johnny Depp losing out on Pirates of the Caribbean 6 is really not a great tragedy, if you ask me. Johnny Depp had to have a mic put in his ear so someone would read him his lines on set. And Johnny Depp is a melted, bloated hag. Um, Ruby always said that he's not an actor. He's like a clown. Like he, he, he would have been like a true clown in Paris in another century. I just think it's really weird. Like how things have taken such a turn. Um, but you know, this is a backlash decade. So brace yourselves. This happened in the eighties. This happened in the two thousands. We are in for a backlash decade and this is the beginning. So, you know, here we go. Um, Speaking of backlash, I just want to say that on my plane ride to Greece, I watched Eternals, which is a film I had not seen, directed by Chloe Zhao. And I loved it. And when I was on LSD, I thought to myself, that is the kind of movie I want to make, which is about gods and archetypes. And... If I ever meet Chloe Zhao, I want to tell her that she's a real one because she really stuck to her guns and she carried off a vision. Um, And she, you know, I think she really did something special. Gemma Chan and Richard Madden, listen, they're beautiful. Charisma, I don't know. You know, those are just choices, but, you know, That can be improved. Sorry, I keep moving rooms, but it's this fucking construction. Um, (sighs) Greece was, was gorge. Uh, You know, it's, it's to, to swim in the Aegean on acid, you know, you're not going to top that. Ice cream was delicious. Ice cream's great here. I'm I'm really trying to avoid sugar because as I learned over this winter, I truly get addicted. 
I will walk the streets like a Terminator thinking about sugar. And, you know, I think the cure, I, I'm, I, you know, I got myself a scoop of ice cream on my birthday, but I think I just need to be having more sex and then I won't crave sugar as much. So right now we're avoiding sugar. When we can bring more sex in, we can integrate. I am announcing here that I am looking for love. So I want love and sex, all of it. Like enough is enough. Not enough is enough. I'm game for whatever, you know, comes my way. But like I am in the the epicenter of spirituality and fertility and sexuality. And I'm ready to jump in and stop being a crone. Though I will say... You know, as I sit on the beach reading Liz Green's The Astrology of Fate and reading Elena Ferrante, I am aware of how much I resemble Olivia Coleman in The Lost Daughter, especially because I'm constantly surrounded by French children and I don't like children, okay? You know, again, as the Trunchbull says, nasty little things children are, glad I never was one. Okay, I love my nieces and nephews. I don't really need the rest, okay? Um, you know, there's so much else. I, I haven't been taking notes because I haven't done the pod as, as much. So there's so much more business we have to cover, which we will, um, as I remember. I will say this Ferrante book is good. Um, it's The Lying Life of Adults. It's not... It's not MBF level. I will say the end of the third season of My Brilliant Friend. Damn. You want to talk about like toxic protagonism, entitlement, narcissism. She really gets you. Um, Oh, Hayden Panettiere is returning for Scream 6. Thank God. As you know from this podcast, Hayden Panettiere's work in Scream 4 is very underrated and I've always celebrated it and I've always said like give this girl another one so I really hope she can swoop in and be the the protagonist because I don't think Melissa Barrera is up for it sorry um I will have more to say as the chaos continues to unfold um I'm still it's where can one live that is morally sound? I don't know. Um, I'll just say that while I figure out what's going on in this part of the world. Um, until next time, please check out. I started a Substack. It's literally just a way that I can. I don't want to post on Instagram anymore. So if you sign up for the Substack. it just like directly will send you my new nylon columns and any other things I write slash whatever. So, you know, uh, go off. It's davidodyssey.substack.com. I also don't care. Do whatever you want. But thank you for listening. I hope this doesn't sound bad. And I will uh, see you next time.